doesn't love a little bit of appreciation? In today's episode of Cashing on Camera, we have Steve Bizogany, who's with us to talk about how to use gifting as a means of getting more referrals in your business. And this comes because Steve actually did this. And that's really great. I'd like to dive into that a little bit, Steve, just to get things kicked off here with you in terms of your story and how this whole piece around gifting really came and bubbled up for you in your real estate profession. Tell us a little bit about the story of how you discovered that gifting was so powerful. Yeah, for sure. So when I first got started in real estate, I actually got, I was doing a lot of work, working like, like a dog, you know, the stereotypical work like a dog. And I was working long hours and I had a mentor that basically said, Hey, stop working so hard. You're being very transactional work for the relationship, have a more relational approach. You won't have to work as hard and you'll have people will come to you. They'll refer you. And then you won't have to work as hard to make your closes. You won't have to work as many hours. And I was like, well, that all sounds awesome. Let's try this thing. And then I started doing that. And within six months, I got like 10 real estate transactions put together. I was like, whoa, okay, there's something to this. Let's go hardcore into this. And like, that's where after a long period of times, I became known as like the referral guy. Oh, Steve, you're a big referral guy. Can you tell me what you're doing? And then that's where people were like, okay, cool. What are you doing? And then I basically explained it to them. They're like, oh, you're doing all oh, that gifting takes so much time. I don't have time for that. And so basically what I did is I told them, I don't know what else to tell you. Is there something I could do for you? So after a while, there was such a market for it. I eventually just started depreciation advocate. I was like, look, no, don't worry about it. I'll just do it for you. Just tell me what your best customers are like, and I'll just do it for you. <laughs> Isn't that always the way though, where you solve your own problem and then you just basically stumble into this new business? I mean, yes. it's just brilliant. And I want to be sure to make the distinction though, of what kind of gifting we're talking about before we're really getting into unlocking the secrets of how they can get more referrals with it. This is not the kind of gifting where I'm just trying to find an example of something around me here, like promotional items. And I think we all see those and we've all been to conferences where we get, you know, there are a thousand of these to give out. Those are promotional products and that's different than what you're talking about. Explain to us what kind of gifting we're really talking about here. Yeah, for sure. So when you go to those conferences to piggyback off of that, they give you what's called swag and swag S W A G stands for stuff. We all get, except it's a different S word. So, that, <laughs> so basically, so you don't want swag because everything, if it's something everybody else gets, it's not a gift. There's no value in it. So basically when those things always get thrown out. So a real gift, actually what we use in, at my company is we do, we have six criteria for what a good gift actually is. And those six things is one, you got the focus has to be on the receiver, not the giver because like you said it's a promotion if it's about the giver it's got to be a high quality item because cheap items get tossed it's got to be personalized to the recipient doesn't have to have their name engraved on it although i would recommend it if you can do that maybe it's their favorite color whatever it's got to have an emotional impact it's got to have staying power and it's got to be able to like let's not forget the basics here it's got to be able to build a connection so have a personal touch to it like a personal note a video something like that so having those six criteria are really important for having a gift I love it. And coming back to your real estate profession, I mean, you were exceeding your sales goals every year as a result of, I'm sure, lots of things that you did to do that and obviously serving your clients really well. But the gifting piece was a key component of this particular achievement, really, in your real estate profession. 
Yeah. For me, it's actually because I'm more introverted than I am extroverted. So the problem with me was actually still is I hate to make cold calls, hate it. I can't go up to somebody and I can't go up to somebody and just start like my best friend can call someone and be like, Hey, it's Luke. How are you doing? And they'll just like, Oh, Luke, how are you doing? It's so great to talk to you. And like, when I call someone like, Hey, just, I can't just call someone just to call them. Like he's so good at it. I'm not people are like, what do you want, Steve? I'm like, nothing just wanted to say hi and people, <laughs> yeah, and people are like okay you weirdo like coach told <laughs> like, me i had to do this yeah right exactly that's exactly it so i was terrible at that so basically what i did is i started giving gifts because what it would do it's like it's not just an ice breaker it's like an ice melter it just gets rid of the entire glacier and basically you can call behind the gift and be like hey how are you i appreciate the heck out of you in my life and i value you so much i just wanted to let you know i did send you a gift and i wanted to just make sure that it got there like it's completely not real estate related. So people are like, oh my God, yes, Steve. And because the gift is high quality and it's nice and it's personalized to them, they're like, this is the coolest thing ever. Totally didn't expect this. And because it was not given in the month of December and it was not given during the holidays when everyone's expecting it, they're like, this is such a cool surprise. Like, oh my God. And they're like, yeah, this is so great. And then ultimately, eventually you get to the part where they, hey, so how's things going? Catch up. And then people ask you like, what's going on with the real estate? How's the real estate business? They're always going to ask you, how's the market? And that would go for, and this would apply not just to me, and this would apply to financial advisors, insurance brokers, HVAC contractors. Hey, how's business? If they know you're a small business owner, they're going to say, hey, how's business? And then that gives you an organic way to walk into a conversation and tell them about your business, see what's going on. And then you can then organically ask them, what's going on with your life? Are you moving soon? Are you, I heard you just had a kid. Heard you're getting married. Heard you just, you know, heard you got divorced. Don't say that. <laughs> but like, but basically anything creates organic conversation because I can't fake conversation. So that's why. My introverted self, I had to come up with a way to get into the door without being Mr. Salesman. It's a great point in that this is a great strategy for people who maybe feel that way. They feel shy or introverted, but it's also really powerful because it's a touch point and it's another reason to start a relationship and to start a conversation as opposed to it being, like you said, that cold calling can sometimes feel like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to sell something and there's something in it for me. It's not Feels really gross. about them. <laughs> Yes. Yes. And so this idea of touch point is really important. One of the things that I say is always be talking to people. You know, always be talking to people. Nothing bad can come from having conversations and talking to more people, whether you're the host of a podcast, whether you're the guest of a podcast, whether you're getting on a private call one to one and just finding out what each is working on, as you've described, or if it's a sales call or a discovery call, whatever type, always be talking to people. So I think that this aligns really well to this idea of giving a reason for that conversation to start or to continue. So I want to just dive into at what point do we as the business owner, let's say it's a prospect, when should we execute on the gifting? Like at what point? Because obviously there's a cost or an investment, I guess is how I would probably look at it. There's an investment for your perspective into the gift that you're gifting. Are there parameters to that? It's like, well, you wouldn't really want to gift until this point of the relationship. I think that it all depends. So like if you're trying to reach an influencer of some kind on Instagram or something like that, and you want to prove to that person that you follow them, well, obviously you need to know a lot about the person. So that way the gift can be a lot about secret, intimate things that they've said in their videos. And you can be like, maybe they one time said that they, they love cooking. And then they just 
had their most recent pan, they had to throw it out because of something. You can send them a pan like, hey, I just remember when you said this back in January, you lost your pan or whatever. You like that's obviously like basic AF. So like, but that's what it is. You're showing them that you pay attention to them, that you notice the need and notice that those little things. When you notice those little things, that's big time. And then especially in like even in dark times when people are having like a bad day and you show up, it's like, wow. Like I've had so many clients when I was in doing real estate, where I just sent them a small gift just to let them know, or even just a personal note. They texted me like, Hey, Steve, just, this came by, this came in at the right time, having a real crappy week. Thanks so much for sending this. And what I found out with small businesses and because not every client you send a gift to is going to be Paul Revere, who takes a picture of it, puts it on social media and go, Oh my God, my realtor is the best. But what's going to happen is like, just because everyone else's behavior is not consistent and not everyone's Paul Revere. What I found out is that if your behavior is consistent, the results will be consistent. Steve, you just made a good point about, you said also a note. So when do we delineate, like, when do we just send a note? Maybe it's, it could even be a handwritten note that we send and actually put in the mail with a stamp or send a gift, you know, do both of them work effectively or is there an idea around when to send a note? Do you send a note first, then send a gift? I've sent them together. I would never send a gift without a personal note ever. The gift should always have a personal note for one. So for smaller get togethers, like maybe just a personal note, like if you're just going to go out and like have lunch, personal note afterwards is fine. Unless they drop something like huge on you. Like they're like, oh my God, I just found out I'm going to be a grandparent for the first time. And we're having like, that's a different thing. Yeah, obviously that would be a personal note normally, but because they just dropped that bomb on you now, it's like, okay, now you got to go get something for that. So there's always that going that extra mile is what's going to make a bigger difference. And price points. Mm. Yeah, Do we so need to keep that in mind? I mean, I think about, especially in the world that I'm in, I'm helping like, six-figure entrepreneurs, coaches, and consultants to scale and grow their businesses, right? On the track toward growing into the seven-figure range. And I think that this really would apply to that type of thing, especially if you're selling high-ticket products and services yeah, where you can look at that and say, okay, well, what is the cost of acquisition of a client? So let's speak yep. to that, the idea of cost of acquisition. Sure. So what I would say is rule of thumb is when you're dealing with past clients is you want to set your budget to be about five to 10% of what they are worth to your company. So if you have a client that brings in hundred grand a year, you should be giving that person five to 10 grand in gifts of some kind. You should have some kind of plan for that because if someone's giving you hundred grand and you send them a $25 gift card to Amazon, that is going to land very negatively. <laughs> Even right. though it's a nice gesture, it's going to land really bad. So when it comes to like prospecting and things, what I would tell you is what could the relationship be worth to you? And then use the same thing. What's five to 10% of it and then budget that for the year. So if you're pursuing someone that might be $20,000 and well, whatever, five to 10% of that, basically a thousand to, to $2,000 over the next year, and it doesn't have to be crazy. You, you can do a lot with a thousand to 2000. You can give someone something for a hundred bucks every month for the next 20 months. I mean, that's consistent. It's high quality. And I guarantee you before 20 months is up, they're going to call you. <laughs> You're gonna be like, Who is sending me these awesome gifts? So I think a lot of people, they would take, let's say a select budget for marketing, right? They have like, okay, here's what it is. And then I have this much to spend on marketing. Is this part of that bucket or is this on top of that bucket because the truth is a lot of people need to invest in a lot of different things in order to market so let's just speak to that is this part of that money or is this in addition to it's part of it for sure 1000 percent part of it so it's actually because what we do i mean what we live and breathe here it's what's called srm systemized relationship marketing so that's basically if you don't have a 
let's put it this way. When you go to boil water on the range, on your range top or whatever, you don't put cold water in a pan and then put it right on top. You wait for the water to get hot first. That, then you put it on. That way you don't have to wait as long. It doesn't have to work as hard. So that's what we do here. You don't have to work as hard because you're already working with people who are already warm to you or already hot on you who already appreciate on you. You don't have to work as hard. So it should be pretty much paramount uh, in your marketing strategy. Probably one of the top two things on there outside of like one other thing. So yeah, definitely part of it for sure. You mentioned the systemizing of this. And I think this is where if someone has, let's say a whole uh, database of people that they're nurturing, maybe they're existing clients and they want to get that retention up or they want to sell more things to those people, or it's a set of people that they're prospecting to, et cetera, or just leads, maybe warm leads that they want to turn into hot leads. There is a database likely of people. And so let's talk about the systematization of this, right? Because keeping track of all of those relationships, the calls you're having with them is part of it. How does the gifting play into that? Is that something that you do with your company is to help with the systemizing of all that? Yeah. So basically when someone signs on, we have what's called our SRM workbook and you tell us what your top clients are. So every company has different sized databases. So the thing is, it's the 80, 20 rule there. Every company has its top 20%. That is where the gifting goes. Cause what'll happen is those clients have bought into you the hardest and they appreciate you the most. So what'll happen is when you want to duplicate those clients before you duplicate the other 80%. So that's where you focus the gifting. The other 80% can get your traditional marketing, but our systemized relationship marketing is going towards your top 20% because they're the ones giving you the most money, the ones who've bought into you the hardest, the ones who are going to duplicate and be the best clients for you to work with when you get new referrals. So you just want more A pluses versus like maybe a B or a C. What are the biggest mistakes that you see with gifting? Oh, wow. I have a whole PDF on that. So, oh, you so do. Yeah, well, let's show it. Okay. <laughs> let's okay, show okay, it. Okay, Tell people on. about it. Yeah, for sure. Gift examples. So how do I share this? I got to share my screen. Uh, no, actually, I'm just showing it on the screen right now. They can see if you're watching the video, you can see there's a free oh. download of an ebook that oh. Steve has put together with the client appreciation six pack and mm -hmm. people can download that, Steve. Yes, for sure. So actually what that bundle includes will be the three biggest problems with gift giving, the six things that make a great gift, six ways to increase referrals, bad gift examples, a promotion versus a gift and the purpose of a gift. So those will be the six things you get. But to go over your last question about what are some examples of some bad gifts, some of these might come as a shock to you. Uh, others may not. I'll just go through. There's only like five or six of them here. Uh, so thank you email, which some people think that's a gift when you're saying thank you properly. Guys, that's just the end of the transaction. That's not an actual gesture. That's just part of the transaction. A bottle of champagne or a food item is bad because it's consumable. So they don't leave lasting impressions and your job is to, to stay top of mind. That's literally what we get paid to do. So making one impression is no good. Same thing applies for an event or experience an experience. Like if you took someone to the Super Bowl, yeah, that's got a lot of wow. But after about two weeks, people move on from their lives and they just kind of go, oh, you know, I was at the Super Bowl once, uh, but that's it. And sometimes after even a longer time, they might even forget who you are, who, who brought them. I was there. I forget who I was with, but you know, I was there once. Flowers, edible arrangements. They're great. Short-lived, they're short-lived impressions though. So after a week, you're not top of mind anymore. And you're now in the subconscious where you don't want to be. And then lastly, what we talked about earlier is swag bags, promo items, gift cards, you know, stuff we all get. And again, gift cards are just straight up lazy gifts that they just basically communicate that you are too lazy to actually put together some actual thought 
into doing something. <laughs> or worse, an e-gift card. An e-gift card. Like super lazy. Didn't even okay, get out to the I'm store. guilty of this. I am guilty of the e-gift. <laughs> Sorry. Why? Sorry. Because it's so convenient. <laughs> but yeah. So here's this. might change the way you think then. When you give someone a gift, the gift is, it represents a symbol of what you think that relationship is. So, mm. and here's the problem with that is the feedback loop on gifting is a complete big, big, massive lie. So what I mean when I say that is the bad gifts get the same feedback that good gifts, that only good gifts should get. So if you were to give me, you know, like we'll use my previous example, I'm a hundred thousand dollar client. You give me a $25 Amazon gift card. I'm going to be, oh my God, so thoughtful. Thank you so much. Like you didn't have to, but like in my mind, I'm thinking like, well, first of all, no one would ever say to you, just, you know, Cheryl, this gift is absolutely terrible. You can take this home and shove it up here. You know what? Like, no, no one would ever say that to you. And that's the big lie because the bad gifts get the same feedback as the good gifts. So you leave the conversation thinking, oh my God, I'm so great. Like, I'm so glad I did that. That's awesome. And it reinforces the death cycle that keeps that going. Whereas if it was a good gift would get that feedback and then you should get that reinforced. But, but unfortunately the bad gifts don't get the you know, no one flips the on the truth, bird when they, <laughs> the truth, the, the truth doesn't come out in their yeah. response to whether it's a good gift or a bad gift. It's going to be the, yeah. the same platitudes. Yeah. So basically, yep. like what you said there about it being a symbol, that's an interesting way of thinking of it. So are you able to give us an example? I mean, there are obviously there are countless ideas and really only limited to your imagination of what a gift could be. But can you give us an example of maybe something, a real life example in your company of like somebody gifted this to somebody and this was an example of a really good gift, that yeah. situation? Yeah. So for example, like we have a coach and mentorship program here where not me, I pay someone to mentor me and coach me. So basically what they did is they're like obsessed with whiteboards and they love whiteboards and dry erase markers. And that's how they coach our group. And so basically what happened is one of our coaching calls, her marker died or whatever. And she's like, oh my God, I'm running out of these markers like crazy. So I built a custom marker holder with her name engraved on the front of it and had all of the markers installed. And I had like drilled in holes into each one. So she had a bunch of markers into, so she could always have her arsenal of markers there. And I had to ship to her and now she's like, dude, super cool. Like, love this. This is amazing. So like, that's one example. And to give you like an old world example, like, a mentor of mine, John Rulon, who wrote the Giftology book, he's awesome. He just basically said, you know, back in biblical times, there was always between two kings wanted to build a relationship. They gave each other like a big gift from one king to another. They would say, here's a hundred or a thousand head of steer or whatever. That was the show like, hey, well, this is a big relationship. This is, you're important to me. You know, they would never just send one lamb. Like They would be like, they would be like, that's the same thing as sending an e-gift card. <laughs> today. <laughs> That's the equivalent of the e-card today. Yeah. Sorry. No offense. I'm not like taking a shot. No, at no, no. It, it, it's actually, it's really great. I think it's calling us all out on yes. something that <laughs> we hadn't really thought of before, actually. Well, and well no one teaches this, you know? No. I mean? They don't. And I think that's what's so brilliant about you having you on today is to really have a good conversation around gifting and how you can actually grow your business with it. You've given us some really great tips. You've called us all out, which I appreciate uh, and giving us new ideas on how we can unlock the secrets to more referrals, because that's really what it is, is that if you can get good at this and you can be doing what's appropriate. And I think that's the thing I'm hearing is that there's certain things that are appropriate and then other things that maybe aren't. And this has been really wonderful. So I just want to be able to promote again, your free gift. It's the download the client appreciation six pack. And where do people go to find that? 
Yeah, you can just go to our website, appreciationadvocate.com slash sales, and that'll take you to the website there. Um, or you can just reach out to me directly, Steve at appreciationadvocate.com. Awesome. One last thing I want to ask you, it may be related to gifts or not, but Shoot. what is something that is like a tip, a tool, a tactic or technique that's really helping you, Steve, to, to market yourself and to market your company now that we're in the you know web two and we're transitioning over into the new world of web three is there anything that's really particularly working for you that you could leave with the audience today i think that the really important thing here is, is to never forget that people make decisions emotionally and they justify logically and that there's no real true replacement for human to human interaction so despite the fact that yes we're looking at each other here through a screen and youtube or, or zoom but if i was standing there in front of you shaking your hand it's a completely different feeling so don't ever underestimate the power of the human connection and that's why I think the gifting is so big because everything so today is so digital. It just, everything is so on a screen. So when something off a screen shows up at the doorstep and it shows that like an emotional investment in someone. So for example, for what you do, um, here's the best piece of one of the best pieces of advice I've ever been given was make deposits in their emotional bank account, and then they will allow you to make withdrawals from their financial bank account. Mm, that's really well said. Yeah. I love it. And it comes from a good place, right? It's everything oh, yeah. that, that we're talking about here is coming from a place. This is not about manipulation. This is truly coming from a place in your heart where you really want to do something nice for someone else. Yes. Well, you can't appreciate someone at that level if you don't appreciate them in your heart. Like you can't give a really good emotionally impactful gift if you don't really actually care. That's right. Yeah. Because you will not have put in the thought behind it. Correct. Right. So this makes a lot of sense. Steve, this has been really fantastic. I appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing these insights on how to gift and grow your business. It's been really oh, insightful. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This has been fun. It's a fun conversation. Good, good. This podcast features curated audio originating from live video interviews simulcast on social media. You can catch full video episodes at Cheryl Pluff and on my YouTube channel. To learn how we can help you use video to grow your business, visit CherylPluff.com. Remember, you can send us a voicemail question or suggestion for inclusion in the show from our main podcast page. Cashing on Camera is a production of Cheryl Pluff Media.